broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is a Wednesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Please give us a call, 702-365-9200. We're getting closer and closer to the draft. Uh, the Raiders are busy uh, doing their due diligence. Um, obviously, there's some holes to fill. Uh, right tackle comes to mind. Uh, strong or Free safety uh, comes to mind. I think the roster, I think this, at least the starting roster, is fairly set uh, aside from, uh, from those two positions. So as they, as they go into this year's draft, um, you know, kind of compared to last year's draft, there's there's far fewer uh, needs right now. Um, you know, in terms of the starting uh, lineup uh, going into this year's draft than there was last year's draft, the year before uh, draft. Um, slowly but surely, uh, the Raiders have uh, been filling holes and getting better and uh, and adding uh, key pieces. Uh, now the key is, uh, especially on defense, for all those pieces to come together and obviously they also need a little bit of help uh, at free safety we'll see what direction they go uh, whether they bring in a veteran free safety uh, to be the starter whether they draft a, a rookie free safety um, and, and plug plug him in and, uh, and and hope he gets the job done but I got to get right to this uh, just took a call not even what 10 15 minutes ago frantic call uh, from our producer Damon cotton you and, called uh, me. For the right reasons, no. He he'd, he'd been he'd been. Uh, it was. I think the way it was going was we were texting, and I can sense the the frantic uh, nature and where he was headed with each uh, uh, text that was coming in. What are the Raiders doing? Why do they do this? What are they doing? And I'm like, hold on, hold on. You know, let's let's talk about this. But in a nutshell, Devon, um, can you explain to the listeners what has let, made you so frantic and worried right now about the Raiders? Well, first off, it's not um being frantic. It's just a little yes, show prep just yes. to get the ball rolling. Was, you know, there, if there I didn't there come, was, there was some there was some If I don't come you know, at you with ideas you're, for the you're show. You're raising your voice. You're pound, almost, I didn't I don't know if you pounded your fist, but you know, there was there was a little well, bit first of off, I am jacked up off of tons of coffee today. You okay, know, I'm, there was I'm talking maybe about like that's three espressos. Let's go. The, the, the voice pumped. was rising. You know when Demon gets uh, uh uh upset or frantic, the voice goes up a couple of uh decimals and um is it octaves are yeah, octaves I'm revved, higher or I'm revved up lower? today I'm I'll say I'll, I'll admit to that I am revved up Thank today you. I am going and we can get into it because you know I don't think I'm being dramatic or overzealous at all when I say Extremely what brought dramatic, this up what brought ahead. this up was first is that I saw a couple of tweets that said you know Colton Miller's cap hit is just going to be a little bit more than you know we expected mm -hmm. and I also brought it up you know, before in some show prep that, hey, man, maybe they shouldn't like he's the first player of his draft that got signed to a re extension to an extension. Maybe they shouldn't have done that from Josh Dubow, AP, you know, friend of the show. Raiders deal with Miller increased his cap hit about nine million this season over the cap. Great site. Check it out. Over the cap has them with about two point six million in cap room for twenty twenty one right now. Mm -hmm. OK, yes. All right. So it's just one of the, and then they had me thinking, it's like, hmm, love Kenyon Drake, great player, not taking anything away from him, but maybe shouldn't that money have been like maybe used for potentially a free safety? And then you tell me, hey, they're going to go through the draft and then, you know, but it's just, that's another young player 
that would come in through the draft. And I'm no expert. I'll say that right now. Who know? You know. But I will say, doesn't make that much sense. That's all I'm saying. Do you really? Do you really think that um, Kenyon Drake's three million dollars this year is stopping the Raiders from doing anything that they want to do or anything that they wanted to do? Uh, I'm mean, saying that 8.5 million guaranteed could have gone to another defensive player instead of a running dude, back. Forget when the you 80. Have, forget when you have the a pro forget bowl. the guaranteed. It, it's meaningless. It's what it counts toward this year's salary cap, and it's three million dollars. Forget. Uh, you know. By the way, uh, moving forward, the Raiders have 25 players under contract right now for 2022, and about 60 million dollars as of right now projected under the cap. And I think that cap's going to go up a little bit higher than people might think uh, next year. So they're going to be even in better shape. They're, this is a team that has cl- actually create creatively uh, structured their contracts in a way that doesn't hurt them from one year uh, uh, to the next. So um, uh, a lot of credit, actually, to the Raiders, and even if people aren't quite seeing that, uh, because they're fixated on what <laughs> Kenyon Drake is making um, and, and the Colton Miller contract. And yes, Colton Miller's contract does go, does uh, you know, it, it pushes his salary this year up to uh, $9.5 million. Uh, he's got a cap hit of $13 million. But there's a reason why the Raiders did that. They took on some extra money this year. There's no doubt about it. In a year that they felt like, okay, if there's, you know, we'll go ahead. Sometimes you push it down a little bit further. You you, you sign a guy to an extension, and the extension doesn't kick in uh, till you know two three years down the line after his the, the the remaining years of his contract are are over and done with. But what the Raiders decided to do was. Um, you know, uh, we feel pretty good about things right now. They were able to clear out some cap space by trading Rodney Hudson, trading Gabe Jackson, trading Trent Brown. Um, so they had some 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 uh, Did you money. Say we? To- Who's we? I didn't say we. Oh, I didn't say we. I didn't say we. I said the Raiders created some salary cap by trading away uh, Rodney Hudson, trading away Gabe Jackson, trading away Trent Brown. Right. So they had. They had for the offensive line their positional spending. They had some extra money to be able to to put towards to to go ahead and absorb a hit this year. But the point of that whole uh, what I just said was that nine point five million dollar uh, cap hit goes to um, in the remaining years of his deal. Okay, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five. Uh, after absorbing the bulk of it these next two years, this year and next year. Next year's cap hit goes up to $16 million, which is reasonable for a premier left left tackle, okay? And that's the year, by the way, that they're already projected to have $60 million under the cap. They have 25 players under contract. So if you're going to take a year where you're going to take the biggest hit of all, you take it under the year that you've pretty much budgeted for that. So in 2022, the Raiders have... All kinds of money under the salary cap, um, and they'll have their key players under contract. Uh, of those twenty-five, a lot of them are their, you know, their their, their key players uh, that that will be making a, a big impact this year. Then his number goes down to fourteen-two in twenty twenty-three. 12.3 in 2024 and then twelve point three again in twenty twenty-five. By the time twenty twenty-four or 2020, 2023, 2024, and 2025 roll around, a cap hit of that um, uh, stature, the 12.3, 12.3, 14.2, is going to be a bargain uh, uh, compared to what other premier left tackles are going to make. So they took the hit now where they can 
uh, easy, you know, get it out of the way now and, 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 and benefit, benefit from it uh, down the line. And again, uh, that, what, what, they, what they took on this year is not preventing them from doing anything that they'd like to do. If there was a player out there that, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, that they felt could make a difference right now, they'd figure out a way to make that happen. There's plenty of ways to do it. You could restructure, which I'm not going to rule this out either, Derek Carr's contract. You can restructure Derek Carr's contract in a way that takes his number down this year, creates some salary cap, uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if this happened, actually, and then uh, you know, add a year or two onto it, and that's where um, those years will absorb the money that you're cutting down uh, this year. Jalen Richard, uh, with now with Kenyon Drake uh, on hand, just a better football player than Jalen Richard, uh, does what Jalen Richard does at a more at an even better level, higher level. Um, his three point five million dollars could go uh, by the wayside. It's there's no guarantee on that contract. Um, there's no penalty if that happens. So there's ways for them to create money under the salary cap if they need to go, uh, you know, make some some additions. But aside from that, which is you know kind of I think misplaced franticism and and uh, and worry. What what what's keeping you up at night with the Raiders right now? Like what's the what's the one thing right now that, that that they have to have that you feel like they don't have right now? A free safety. What do you mean? I mean that that's the obvious. Okay. That's the obvious concern that the you don't fan base think has. that you don't think the Raiders could could find a, a a capable free safety in the draft. Um. No. Why? I said it because um I think this is just me. No inside information, of course, but I think that they're going to go tackle with that first pick. That first round, right? Pick. Okay. Right. There's no, there's no safety that's projected to go top seventeen. So go ahead. Okay. So yes. So let's say they take a tackle, quality. Let's say hopefully started from day one. Okay. Get that out of the way. Second round. We're going to the second round now. Maybe that there's a safety available. Maybe somebody that's on their board they like. They take them. So now we're going to add another young player back there in the secondary. That's going to add to an already young secondary where we say. Where we as like, you know, people who analyze the team, oh man, you know, this team just needs another season to gel together, another good offseason, didn't have a full offseason last year with all the COVID restrictions, you know, all of that stuff that, you know, that hindered these these young players from growing a little bit. You know, that's that hindered their growth a little bit more. So now they're gonna have a season of the belt. But then we're gonna put another young safety back there where it's just like I don't more youth is not the answer here, where a veteran presence would be the answer. That would be a more sustainable resource that that money that went to Kenyon Drake would have been a better okay. use of well again Kenyon Drake has nothing to do with adding another adding a veteran uh, um, you know safety and I and I and I do think that yes, they it have is if you would have just gave that money to someone else if you give that money to a free safety maybe that's they, all, like they, this offense they, is fine we know that this offense is fine but we've I, seen that it seems that this offseason that it's just been Hey, we're gonna add some more offensive players. It's just like you're trying to build like the best team on Not offense. Just no, uh, I think you're always trying Yannick to stay ahead way. of the posse. Yeah, you're always trying to get better. If you're not getting better, you're probably you know getting worse. And I think there were some areas that the Raiders felt like they could get better. One was um, a, 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 a much better complement uh, to to uh, Josh Jacobs. And when I you know because you had said a uh, in in one of the texts that we had, uh, you were like you know. Um, what, 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 a luxury. What, what did you term uh, Kenyon Drake as? Uh, I forgot what what you what you call it, but I think he's going to be. He's 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 not just. Uh, oh, you call him an insurance 
policy for Josh Jacobs. He's not insurance for Josh Jacobs. He is going to be a bonafide weapon in this offense alongside, in conjunction with, sometimes in lieu of, uh, depending on what the personnel grouping is, and, and you know, uh, obviously sometimes Josh Jacobs is going to need a rest, but he's not his backup. He's not a guy that you can't look at it that way. Uh, he's much more than that. And, and you know, uh, the, the, the comp that I would uh, – uh, compare it to um, is is what they're doing in, in, in Cleveland with Chubb uh, and, and Kareem Hunt. Um, what they're doing in New Orleans, what they've always done in New Orleans with like your Alvin Kamara's and your Mark Ingram's and the, the way that they've always structured a two-back uh, offense. And by the way, let's go to the uh, Raider Nation uh, listener line really quick. Uh, 211 Steel Reserve uh, is on the line. 211, can you help me out here uh, and, and, and talk uh, – uh, Demon off the ledge. Don't try to or, get him on your or, side. We'll check this out, I, man. We'll see. I'm a forty, a forty year old Raider lifer. It's a lifestyle, like I always say on here. But check this out. I think the offense. I mean, the more weapons the offense, the better. It's like Swiss Army knife. You don't know what you're going to get. So I'll take yes. it. I agree with them that the offense is pretty much set. But I do love the fact that Jacobs has now a, a comparable equivalent, or at least a. Um, Complimenting back with him. Uh, I didn't think Richard or Washington or the other guys, Booker, I don't think they were at that level, but I love it. Completely agree. I, it. I think that he's going to definitely be that joker part that we've been looking for. On top of that, I believe um, he's going to help with that red zone situation. But on the defense, man, I'm telling you right now, big dog, don't jump off the ledge. I'm telling you, I think that Gus Bradley brings – enough credibility to make this defense night and day from the last couple of seasons. Because I'll tell you what, Gunther's resume doesn't even live up to what Bradley has done. Nobody's, nobody's, no, Gunther, Gunther wasn't like doing anything special, man. I think the players, honestly, I think he made that situation toxic to where they kind of checked out. And I'm not making excuses, but I think Bradley, Bradley brings a whole new energy. The players see when he's done and all the places he's been. He might not have not been a great head coach, but I think he's going to be a night and day as far as a coordinator. And on top of that, he takes that pressure off Gruden because I think Gruden had to fo- take his focus off his offense and go see on what's going on with the defense so much that it kind of hindered him on the offense. But I think that uh, the front seven, if they can get that pass rush going, it's going to make that secondary look better. That's just my I, sense. Thank you very much. And And we saw what the Raiders did in terms of – Pouring resources into that front seven to eleven. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you. I'm gonna throw some names at you. All right, and you tell me the common thread uh, when I name these names. All right, because uh, Demond in his frantic state today uh, was was you know talking about well I don't know if the Raiders can draft well enough. They they don't have a good you know draft track record. And my point was it's moot what the draft record was, what the draft record has been. Uh, especially on defense uh, up to date, even though I do think there's some some legit talent on on the defensive side of the ball in those young players, but more than that, you can't, that's a it's a moot argument at this point because and I'm going to run some names at you uh, to eleven. You tell me what the common thread is. First round pick Earl Thomas, fifth round pick. Uh, or fourth-round pick, K.J. Wright. Fifth-round pick, Richard Sherman. Seventh-round pick, Malcolm Smith. First-round, Bruce Irvin. Uh, Second-round, Bobby Wagner. Uh, uh, First-round, Jalen Ramsey. Second-round, Miles Jack. Third-round, Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, Rashad Jenkins. Uh, Desmond King, fourth-round picks. Derwin James, a first-round pick. Kenneth Kenneth Murray, a first-round pick. Uh, Nasir Adderley, uh, I think it was a second- or third-round pick. But when I name those players, what name comes to mind? Gus Bradley. Exactly. Exactly. 
And you can see just by what you said, I'm going to put something on that. It doesn't matter where he's drafting these guys. Cause look, at, look at the different array of rounds that you said. He's making players out of no matter where he's picking them up from. And so my question to DeMon, who's freaking out over here, you don't think that a guy like Gus Bradley can find somebody in the second round to go play free safety right now as a rookie. And keep in mind, a bunch of these dudes that I just named played as rookies under Gus yeah, Bradley. Yeah, you and just gave Gus Bradley a ton of credit. Like I said, I, like like our, like like you know before in our show prep, where it's just you're just giving Gus Bradley so much credit that he is the he's the sole factor of like you know oh he was the defensive coordinator. In I, Seattle I didn't when those say players. that, but, but you're making but, it seem uh, like this was this is all like you want. Hey, okay, look at all that right, player? so. That's so so when I so when I talk so so when I talked to uh, uh, Mike Mayock and he tell and he tells me uh, the influence that Gus Bradley is already having in articulating and demonstrating and explaining the type of players that he needs uh, um, you know in his in in on on his defense and the influence that he's already having in 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 all that you don't think that if you don't think that Gus Bradley had a, a role and a say. In the evaluation and the development of every player that I just named, then I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not giving him all the credit, but the common thread was Gus Bradley is what I am saying. And that there's no lie in that. He was the defensive coordinator or the head coach. And in both situations, or all three of those situations, pretty much had the run of the defense. Yes, uh, um, there's no. I mean, and and in Seattle, obviously, uh, Pete Carroll was was a big part of that. But so was he, and he took that to to Jacksonville. And when I when I when you name the name, you know, the guys that I just named uh, in Jacksonville that he drafted, and I didn't even get into. Uh, th- there were a couple of other drafts that I didn't have time to put together. But then you go to to Los Angeles. Uh, and the names that he's been uh, associated with there, uh, in terms of but didn't he get fired uh, in Jacksonville? Didn't he get fired in just just answer, yes or no? Okay, I, I, that doesn't mean that he's not a good evaluator of defensive talent because things didn't you know uh, uh, work out um, as a head coach. The very next year, I think the team that he basically drafted went to the AFC Championship game. If I don't, if I remember correctly, uh, and a lot of those, and and the reason why it wasn't Blake Bortles, I'll tell you that it was the that defense that he drafted. Pretty much, he drafted that whole defense uh, that got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Dante Fowler, all those guys got you know uh, that went to the uh, AFC Championship game uh, a, a few years ago. That was him uh, that 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 put all that together. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna give him a lot of credit, and I think that that's the key. That that's that's what's different about the equation right now. Yes, have the Raiders made mistakes over the years uh, in, in the draft? No doubt about it. I'm not ready to. I'm not willing to call uh, Damon Arnett a mistake just yet. I can't off seven games, seven starts in his rookie year that was injury plagued. I, I can't do that. Uh, I think Trayvon Mullen has been um, uh, you know a, a good NFL player that. Uh, I think has a chance to get even better. I like what I've seen from Clee Farrell. I think Max Crosby is a uh, is, is is a productive uh, NFL player. I think he has what the most sacks of his draft class uh, from from 2019. So um, there's talent there to work with, and I know that Corey Littleton can play. Nick Kwiatkowski can play. Nicholas Morrow showed that he can play last year. There's pieces in place to work with, and uh, if your big worry is can Gus Bradley find a free safety in this draft to go in and start? Because as I analyze this defense, they need one starter right now. They, they're, 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 uh, they're, and 
maybe two if um, if uh, if Amik Robertson isn't up to the challenge at uh, at slot cornerback. So um, you know, so so I don't think that it's as dire as 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 you're making it out to be, or or that you're worried about. I really don't. I think that they need to find one good starter at free safety. I think they'll find that whether it's the draft or in free agency. And I think because of what they've done to that uh, front four, to uh, you know the what they've put to the money that they've spent on that defensive line, starting with Yannick Ngakwe, who is a um, a big-time football player, I think you're going to see that. And as 211 mentioned, and he was spot on, if you can get if, – if that, if that front seven can get – you know, and that, really that front four, uh, that rebuilt front four can get pressure on the quarterback, it's going to change the entire dynamic uh, of, of what they're doing. We're going to take a break, but uh, I know Matt from Hoboken is online. We're going to get to you uh, as soon as we come back. You're in the huddle. Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday. You're in the or, uh, yeah, Wednesday, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Matt from Hoboken. How you doing, Matt? You know, the last thing that this secondary needs is another rookie safety. I mean, or another Woo-hoo! rookie addition who starts. That's the last thing that this secondary needs. You think I want to go through a whole nother year of hearing how we're too young and we've got to develop and this and that? It's the last thing this secondary needs. Second point is, you know, anyone with eyes knows, and if they really watch the games closely this year, they know that Paul Gunther was not the only problem with this defense. As a matter of fact, he was only part of the problem. This defense still, I believe, at the second and third level has major deficiencies. And, you know, this radio station talks about Gus Bradley like he's the next coming of Pope John Paul II, and I really hope he's that good because he's going to have to be a miracle worker, I think, to make the kind of turnaround that we are hoping for with the kind of personnel we got, I believe. Just my opinion. Uh, yeah, and I don't think it's a miracle. I don't think, I don't think, it's a, a, I don't think they, a miracle is required here. Uh, I, I really don't. Um, I, 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 I know that Corey Littleton can play football. I know uh, Nick Kwiatkowski can play football. Uh, I know Yannick Ngakwe can play football. I know Clee Farrell can play football. I know Max Crosby uh, can play football. Um, and I know that some of these additions that the Raiders, go watch Quinton Jefferson play football. Uh, you know, uh, Go watch Darius Fibon uh, from, from a couple of years ago. He could play football. Um, they've made. I, I think. The, I think the focus that they put on the defensive line is going to change the dynamic of this defense. And I think that those young uh, players in the secondary um, are are, are going to get better as a result. And uh, they're just going to. It's life is going to be easier for them uh, defending for less period of time. They're also going to be used differently, uh, way differently uh, with Gus Bradley uh, and, and Ryan Milas compared to what they were being used like. Uh, last year, and you know when you 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 mentioned a key uh, factor. The last thing the Raiders need is a, is to start another rookie. It's only going to be one rookie. <laughs> I, I know that the rest of the uh, I know part of that uh, remaining unit is 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 young, but it's but you know Jonathan Abram now is going into year three. Trayvon Mullen is going into year three. Damon Arnett is going into year two. Uh, it's those guys aren't rookies anymore. You're going to probably. 
Uh, and this is barring them adding a, a veteran free safety, which I'm not ruling out. Uh, in fact, I, I, I feel like they've, uh, there's somebody that they have their eye on and uh, have been in talks with. We'll see if it comes to fruition or not. But, but at, you know, ask Gus Bradley if he's averse to, to adding a, a, a rookie to a young defense. He's done it all the time throughout his career, uh, and he's had success uh, doing it. And it just so happens the way this draft uh, is going to play out, with that 48th pick, they're going to have a good chance at a Richie Grant. Uh, they're going to have a good shot uh, at a Javon Holland uh, from Oregon. One of those two players should be there at number 48, and and both of those players are are fully capable of being able to step in and play at a at a high level uh, at free safety. So yes, it's a young defense, but it's it's also a year older than it was last year, and that matters. Um, and and I don't think that adding one more one rookie, just one rookie. Uh, to that mix is going to be have a, a, a crippling effect, and and again, I, I I push back on that. It needs a miracle. It doesn't need a miracle. Guys just need to be in the right place. They need to be coached up. There's talent there, uh, and and that front seven now, and that specifically that front four, that rebuilt front four, needs to create more pressure. If that happens, then then you know if you want to call that a miracle, so be it. But if that miracle happens, then the whole defense gets better as a result. I don't think, you know, I, I, in my opinion, that these guys, like guys like Abram and guys like Mullen and, and Arnett, who have they ever played next to at the NFL level so far, this is only for about a year or two, who really showed them the way? I mean, have they ever played next to a big-time secondary player? That's what they need to learn. I mean, experience is one thing, but you've got to have guys in the building in, on that level in that position that really showed them how to be a pro. Because if I took Mayock's words to heart, which he said a couple weeks ago about how, how these young guys need to really work on, you know, getting into the weight room and focusing more and all those other things, it sounds like they're, they desperately need an older person in that secondary. Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know if they need an older, you know, uh, player, um, you know, uh, in that secondary with them. I think Damon Arnett's going to get better by playing, <laughs> by being out there and playing. I think, um, I, you know, I, I was all over John Johnson from the Rams, but he got a lot of money uh, with the Cleveland Browns, and the Raiders decided that defensive line was where they were going to put the big money with the Yannick Ngakwe, uh, you know, uh, signing. So um, uh, that's if what I, I would have done. If I go back to Vinny, to, to you know, you, how, we, how we were talking and, how you state you were talking on your show right after the season started. I think you said many times you believe we need a veteran back there for this offseason. I, 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 and I, and I, that's what I would have done. Uh, that's what I would, that's what I would have done, but I don't, but I also, but after seeing two in addition, you know, what they, what they did do with that defensive line in my, in my blueprint, uh, I didn't have them getting a Yannick Ngakwe. I didn't think that was going to be realistic. Not only did they get him, they got him at a pretty reasonable price. So, uh, th- that changed the dynamic, and that's where their you know the, the big bigger money on defense went. John Johnson, uh, you know, uh, went to the Cleveland Browns for for a, a, a nice payday. Tip my cap to him; uh, he deserves it. Uh, but and then prior to that, uh, other players came off the the board. The Denver Broncos safety came off the board. Uh, he stayed in Denver. Uh, same thing happened with the New Orleans Saints uh, safety. Uh, he came off the board. I don't think they were ever enamored with Anthony Harris. 
um, you know, and, and they could have easily signed an Anthony Harris had they wanted to, but it doesn't look like they did. He went to Philadelphia. Uh, after that, I don't think you, you have to start asking yourself, okay, is there a difference maker in that group right there to pay, you know, uh, uh, whether it's significant money or, or, or just money. If you're thinking also, there's a guy that's even better that we can get in the draft. If you're Gus Bradley, um, Hey, I feel like there's a better player in the draft that we're going to be able to bring in and, and start right away. than the rest of the, then whoever's left. Uh, out there, um, you know, uh, or at least, you know, um, and, and, or, or, or we're not going to pay what that guy is asking for right now because we feel like there's a guy in the draft that we can get at a, a more reasonable uh, price tag and be able to start right away. So, um, you know, would I have, you know, signed a, a John Johnson? Yeah, uh, but I could also see the, the, the sense in not going free safety with the big money and going with the big money on the defensive line. It works out. I hope you know for Raider Nation's sake, Vinny. I hope you're right, my man. Yeah, and I and and uh, I appreciate the call. Uh, I ju- I don't think that a miracle is required here. The Raiders have invested a lot of draft capital, now a lot of free agency money. When you talk about Ngakwe, when you talk about Corey Littleton and Nick Kwiatkowski, uh and Carl Nassib, um, you know, uh, you know, and and Quentin Jefferson. Uh, who they've brought in, the other players that they've brought in at defensive tackle, they've, they've invested now in defense and on defense. And that includes their, their, their new defensive coordinator, who, who you know, you got to hope, obviously, if you're a Raider fan, that he has uh, the effect that, um, you know, that, that people are hoping that he, that he has. But it, it's not a miracle. This thing doesn't have to turn into the 1985 Chicago Bears. Uh, and that's another reason why you still stay on top of the offense and you still keep tinkering and improving with the offense because you understand that it's unrealistic to think that anybody's going to walk in here and transform this team, this defense, into a defense that's given up 15 points a game, right? 16 points a game. That's not realistic. What the Raiders are hoping is that the um, uh, the, the natural progression and maturation and improvement of some of these younger players, and we've named them all uh, by now. Um, you know, Corey Littleton settling down and becoming more like the player that he was in Los Angeles than he was last year. Uh, the effect that you know Gus Bradley is going to have um, uh, on on across the board. The effect that that front four now is going to have on getting pressure on the quarterback. If all of those things. Um, you know, uh, happen, and it doesn't have to happen in a in a in a grand slam home run kind of a way. But if they can get it to a point where they're giving up twenty two points a game, if they can if they can take off eight points from what they were averaging, what they were giving up last year, which I think is feasible, I really believe that it's feasible. Uh, they're going to be a good team. This is going to be a playoff team without question, because I think that offense has a chance to be every bit as good as it was. It might look a little bit different. It might be, uh, obviously the, the offensive line is going to look a little bit different. Uh, but I think what they've done with, uh, adding some weapons, uh, adding some versatility. Uh, I, I think that this offense has a chance to, uh, be every bit as good as it was last year. And if you can just flip it so that the defense is giving up less points, than what the offense is scoring, and that wasn't the case last year. If you remember, the defense was giving up two more points than the Raiders' offense was was scoring. That's ridiculous. If they can just get it down to 23, 22 points per game, 
and the offense is 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 scoring twenty, let's say twenty five. Uh, to 28, which is basically what they averaged last year. This is going to be a whole different story with the Raiders. Now, it obviously has to happen. I'm not guaranteeing uh, that it's going to happen, but but um, I, I don't think it's problematic if the Raiders end up going young uh, at, at free safety, especially after what they've done um, with that with that defensive line. And, and Damon, as we were talking earlier, that's the key to the whole thing, uh, really. If if because if they can't get past pressure. If, if Yannick Ngakwe uh, and Quinton Jefferson and Solomon Thomas and the, you know, re-signing Jonathan Hankins and, and, and Clee Farrell continuing to get better, Max Crosby continuing to get better, all of which is more than possible, uh, if that can't, uh, you know, manifest itself in a better pass rush, then all bets are off. There's nothing there's nothing that you're going to be able to do uh, in that secondary or no matter who the coach is. Uh, that's going to really change things. That's where it all starts. And 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 you know when Gus Bradley took over, uh, that was the you know the narrative about him and about his defenses. It's all predicated on getting pressure on the quarterback, specifically from the front four, uh, because in that cover three defense and a, and a guy who doesn't really blitz all that much, and and Gus Bradley. His track record is they don't blitz a lot. You're relying on getting pressure from your front four and then dropping uh, everybody, seven other players back in pass coverage. Um, that's what the plan is here, and uh, and that's what the Raiders are counting on. But it all starts, again, with getting pressure up front from that front four uh, and then doing everything that you got to do on the back end uh, to make it to make it work. But if that yeah, doesn't happen... the back end is that's, that continues to be the issue is the back end. Well, I mean, did you, are, are, are you saying they need I to replace... Matt, Matt from Hogan Are you saying that they points? need to replace Jonathan Abram? I'm not saying replace, but I'm saying that... Are you saying they need to replace uh, Damon Arnett? I'm saying that maybe they should have signed. Are you saying player. they need to replace Trayvon Mullen? No, I, oh, that's impossible for the. Okay, you can't just get rid of an entire secondary in one offseason. Well, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure what what else. What, you know, you're 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 basically saying one thing, right? They need a free safety. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, if you're gonna, I feel like you're trying to paint me into a corner where it's just like, are you saying that they should cut the entire secondary? I'm asking you, what is it that you're saying? I, I just asked you three questions. You said, no, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that. Yes, they need a free safety. Do they okay. need to get rid of Jonathan Abram? No. But like right. like Matt from Hoboken said, where maybe if if Gus Bradley is going to be um, which John Paul, Pope the second, the Pope the second, or wherever he said, like he's the second coming, if Gus Bradley can coach up these players so well that, you know, that they're just going to be so outstanding where you're just, you're making it sound like, oh, once they get to the pass rusher, it's cool. Once, you know, once, you know, a couple of more sacks, this team will be fine. But I'm saying that it is that total package. No, I think it'll be better. I think, I think their play in the back end will be better. And I'll say this too. If it isn't, then obviously after this year, the Raiders are going to have to go figure out a way to replace Jonathan Abram. Uh, You know, but, but, but why aren't you, why aren't you ready to replace Jonathan Abram right now? Oh, because I like him and he comes on the show. No, come on. <laughs> what do you mean? You why? You th- why am I not willing to replace him yet? Yeah, why don't you? Why? Why? Why don't you think that the Raiders should replace Jonathan Abram right now? Because he's still under his rookie contract, and they this is okay. This is the prove it season for everyone on that secondary. Then, 
Well, I think what you're season. saying, and, and you're, you're dancing around, uh, you're doing a good job dancing around the issue. I think what you're saying is that there's still potential there. You still feel like he has a chance to be a pretty good player, right? Yes. Okay. Do you feel that way about Damon Arnett? That there's potential. Yeah, there's potential for all of these players. They took him in the first round. I hope that there's potential. Okay. So that's that. And then it's important to make that distinction because you're not. And this is why this is why I'm trying to say, okay, so what you're saying is, you know, uh, let's put it this way. This time next month, if the Raiders end up with a Richie Grant or a Javon Holland uh, and you go and watch the tape and you go, wow, these guys are pretty good players. And you're envisioning those guys alongside the players that we just mentioned. Are you feeling a little bit better about things? You're going to hate me. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? <laughs> okay. If they add Richie, let's say they, they end up, they come out of the draft with a Richie Grant or a Javon Holland, um, you know, and, and if you, and if you, if you go watch the tape of those guys, you'll see that they're pretty darn good players and they're highly regarded for a reason. And they're, they're considered uh, quality, you know, projected to be quality NFL starters uh, by, by, by almost universally. Okay. It probably is universally. This time a month from now, if they end up with a, uh, a right tackle that, that it projects as a day one starter and one of those safeties that projects as a day one starter, how much better are you feeling about the situation at that point? Not that much better. <laughs> because you don't, you don't feel like Richie Grant can come in and get the job done? or Yes, that's exactly what – yeah, thank you for answering it for me then. Okay, well, I mean, if that's if you if you're if if that's the case where you feel like Richie Grant, forget, don't draft him then. Uh, don't draft Javon Holland. You're not you don't think that those guys can 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 play at a high high enough level. That's your that is your worry. I mean, I understand that. I think there should be some uncertainty, but I but I I wouldn't be fearful of either of those guys being able to step in and 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 I mean, you could have said the same thing about Antoine Winfield junior last year in Tampa Bay, right? Like you didn't, he, he, you could have, but he was good. You could have, but you could have, but he was good. I, but so, Rick, so, why, so the doubt you're isn't assuming there. That the Rick, players you're, are good. When you hit on the players, the doubt is gone. Okay. But you're, you're, then what are you basing that on Richie Grant? Then have you even watched him play? Yeah. But the, um, the three players in this, no, you haven't. The, the three, no, but the <laughs> you three, haven't. I know I haven't. You, okay. All right. You got me. I haven't watched well, the tape. Okay, then that's what I'm saying. That's I mentioned that. You go watch the tape and, and see, oh, you know what? Vinny was right. A lot of these people are right. This dude can play. Go At the very least, go watch Grant. Go watch Javon Holland. Go watch those guys play. And and, and to me, there's no, there's like, you could, you, you could look at those two players and say, there's no reason why they can't project to do exactly what an Antoine Winfield Jr. did. They're, you know, and they're, they're, they're actually higher regarded more higher regarded than than he was. And he was, I liked him coming out of college. But anyway, you're in the huddle of Vinny Bonsignor. We'll continue this on the other side. You're in the huddle of Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila and Bajara. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM in the huddle. You're uh, brought to you by uh, Tequila Embajador, by the way. We're, today we're talking Damon Cotton off the ledge. He's freaking out about the Raiders. He's There's no legs. There's sleep. no freaking out. I'm, I have valid, I'm making valid points here. 
you well, I mean, you're kind of all over the place a little bit because on one hand, you're saying, uh, you know, uh, I, it's there's one thing to be, you know, um, everything comes with some question. There's some level of question, but when you flat out say that, you know, um, that, that that guys can't get the job done. I mean, I, that's that to me. That's freaking out. Like you're, you've already gone to dire straits uh, level when you say a guy like Richie Grant or Devon Holland, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Devin Holland can't come in and 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 do something that many many others uh, before them have done, including the Super Bowl champions. In, in fact, in fact, I'm not saying that Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl next year, but in fact. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers started a rookie right tackle and a rookie safe. They're in the exact same situation. So, and I'm not saying the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl by any stretch of the imagination. But so, the you're fact telling that, me that the Raiders right now are in the same situation that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in last year? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that they, in in terms of needing a, 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 a potentially having to start a rookie right tackle and a rookie safety, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, that is absolutely what I'm saying. And if you look at what the Tampa Bay, Bay Buccaneers did defensively in terms of uh, investing money in veteran uh, uh, free agents along the defensive line, you look at what 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 the what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did by doing that by bringing in uh, by adding veteran uh, playmakers uh, on the defensive line, and that changed everything. Uh, again, that changes things on on the back end. But um, you you flat out said that you didn't think they could get it done. You flat out. Basically, when I asked you that question, do you think that th- those guys could get it done? You said, no, that was your answer. No. And I'm like, based on what? <laughs> what are you basing that the on? The fact that they and, didn't uh, get it so- done last season. What's that? The fact that they did not get it done last season. I said, Richie, I'm talking about Richie Grant and Javon Holland. Again, everyone still needs to get better. I get that. I understand that. But guys do improve. And the Raiders... Uh, that that the you know that that front four is going to look a whole lot different simply because there's a guy by the name of Yannick Ngakwe that's been added to the mix uh, and 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 playoff caliber you know uh, uh, productive players you know like Quinton Jefferson and uh, and now Solomon Thomas has a chance to be part of that uh, uh, rotation Darius uh, David Irving who um, you know I think that he sort of missed the boat last year because he got in a little bit too late. Had missed too much time, but with with you know now time uh, on his you know on his, playing uh, a positive effect on his behalf, he's another guy that can be part of that rotation uh, and, and and make things happen. So this isn't the same. De- it's not even close to really the same the same defense that that it was last year. Simply because I think that front four is going to be a lot better. Now, if it isn't, then all bets are off. But if it is, and chances are it should be and can be, then. That's a game changer uh, for the Raiders, and I don't see any reason why a guy like R- Richie Grant um, or a guy like uh, you know, uh, even if it's if it's Trevon Morig from uh, TCU, I don't think he'll be there at forty eight. Uh, but you know, everybody's board is a little bit different. Uh, or Javon Holland from Oregon. Uh, I think all three of those guys, and I think the Raiders will have access to at least one of them, uh, has a chance to be able to be a day one starter and and and, and do the job. You don't need him to be. Ronnie Lott for crying out loud! Just get the job done, and um, and and there's plenty of track record for rookies playing that position. I go back to John Johnson; he did it at a really high level for the Rams. The year that they went to the uh, playoffs in 2017 as a third round pick, coming from Boston College, starting 
it might have been his second or third game after he got healthy, and away they went, and away he went. So uh, it can definitely be done. Uh, uh, Paul is in Southern California, wants to talk about the Raiders, and wants to talk about Richie Grant. How you doing, Paul? Hey, how's it going, Vinny? <laughs> Good, Vinny, man. I'm right with you, man. Damon, uh, I'm sorry, brother, but no, you, you got it wrong, brother. Uh, Richie Grant or Holland, they would start in our team. Uh, they're better than anything we got right now. With all due respect to we have, um, if we could double dip and get both those cats, oh, Vinny, now we're cooking with grease. Um, but I would like to Vinny, get maybe a bounce this off. I'd like to get a little aggressive in the second round, Vinny. First round at 17, I say we don't mess around and get that kid Jenkins. That, that's a bad mofo, and we need that kid. We need his attitude at right tackle. And, and okay. Second round, I, I want to go with, you know, maybe trade uh, one of our threes to move up and get a second. Then we can make sure we grab Holland and Grant. Grant first. Um, Grant could play uh, some uh, strong safety, too, in the box, but... Uh, and Holland, I see more, he's more of a pure free safety, but you can't go wrong. And of course, they could start, and we could. God, come on, come on, come on, brother. If uh, I if 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 I'm the Raiders, this is what I do. Uh, I do double down on safety. Okay, um, I do double down in safety. If it, if if the if the draft goes in this direction, where you, where 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 they get, let's say, uh, the tackle in the first round. Uh, if I'm the Raiders. I take either I take any of the three Richie Grant, Trevon Morag, or, or Javon Holland uh, in that second round. Any of those three that are available, that's who I take. Okay, and if I had to make a uh, pick on 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 which I would go, Trevon, I would go Richie, I would go Javon in that in that order. But any of those three yeah, players, Trevon ain't gonna be there at, 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 at right, right. I, I agree. I don't think he will be uh, either. Um, but you never know how drafts play out. Um, and then and then. I would double down on safety, and uh, it would come in the name of Andre Sisco in the third round. And I think the yeah, Raiders. And uh, what about the kid from USC? He has a real kind of hard. Uh, he's more of an in the box, but. I, yeah, Talanoa uh, Hufanga. Yeah, I, look, I see a lot of potential in that kid, Vinny. A lot. Yeah, and and um, and he's he's projected to go in that fourth or fifth round. I don't know. Um, I mean, if you if you want to wait uh, to that point in the draft, um, you know, uh, uh, so be it. But if you really want to try to make a uh, an impact at safety and, and double down on um, at safety and also potentially uh, in in a way that you know uh, can protect, as as Demond said, you know, are there some questions about Jonathan Abram? Absolutely, there's some questions about uh, Jonathan Abram. He faces a big year. Uh, I think it's too soon to give up on him, um, and I think that the the you know there there is still the potential for him to get it turned around. But if he doesn't, then by doubling down at safety, uh, you have somebody as either insurance for him, or the way football works nowadays, you're, there's there's times where you're playing three safeties, and so uh, wouldn't wouldn't rule that out. And that's why I also wouldn't rule out bringing in a veteran safety um, that can also be that third safety at times. Uh, and, and get on the field. And you know what, Jeff Heath, uh, for, you know, we, we kind of overlook Jeff Heath, but uh, he's a guy that in reserve uh, is, a, is a good football player. He, he played well last year when he was on the field for the Raiders. And, and I, I, I don't think that he should be out there as a starter 16 games out of the year. But in reserve, uh, I think he's, I think he's a, a player that um, has proven that he can get the job done at this level. You're in the huddle. Vinny Bonsignor. Uh, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. We will talk to you on the other side. And as we continue... 
to talk Damon off the cliff. Man, when I tell you he was freaking out, this dude was freaking out. 